They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. But I'm talking about Hatchet. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Please! Welcome to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal as we listen to a little bit of the Doobie Brothers. And uh, hey, we're taking it to the streets today, folks, and uh, we're taking it to a whole lot of um, situations and a very, very sad situation we have down in Texas uh, we'll deal with that today and uh, maybe take your calls. Uh, certainly, uh, our prayers go out to the uh, families, uh, the victims uh, down in uh, Santa Fe, Texas. And, um, you know, and of course, uh, the usual suspects uh, are out with, um, you know, exterior control rather than interior uh, regeneration. And I think the governor of Texas, uh, uh, Mr. Abbott, got it exactly right. Uh, this is what happens when you have hearts and minds that do not have God. And uh, and so a lot of things that are happening is a picture of life without Christianity. And this is what we're dealing with. It's internal. It's not external. Okay. Uh, this joker that is the um, mayor of Londonistan uh, they've already banned guns. Now they want to ban knives. Okay, what next? You're going to ban rocks? Okay, I mean, how many years I've been telling you all that Cain killed his brother Abel and the gun hadn't been invented yet? He probably picked a rock up, okay? And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad, folks, but th- this is what is absolutely needed if uh, we are to have a society uh, where we can live in peace and harmony with one another. And of course, this is what, uh, you know, and it's nice to say, it's nice to be able to say, this is what we all want. And typically that's what people will say. And it's like nice thing to say, well, isn't this what we all want? Folks, no, this is not what we all want. Okay. There are, it's sad, but I'm going to keep repeating it until it starts to sink in. There are many people in America, the things that are happening, these negative things that are happening are exactly what they want, okay? And this notion that we all want everyone to live live in peace, no, this is not what we all want, okay? There are people that benefit uh, from mayhem and murder, okay? Uh, as a as a good friend of mine uh, likes to say, matter of fact, uh, I'm going to start calling him Big Mike, guy that calls him sometimes. And, uh, you know, he gave me this thing one time, uh, the, the, the 4D Democrat Party. Now, I've expanded on it a little bit. But, the, you know, I talk about the seven C's of a successful uh, society, okay? Now, my seven C's 
are Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, confrontation with evil, and consistency in application of law, something we never, ever, ever see, okay? You're a Christian, you're a conservative, you're a Republican, you can't even spit on the sidewalk, okay? If you're a Democrat, if you're an atheist, if you're a communist, you can kill people. And I'm telling you, folks, the Democrats, they don't have the C's, they have the D's. D is for Democrat, D is for Democrat depravity, D is for Democrat despair, D is for Democrat death, D is for Democrat destruction, D is for Democrat desolation, D is for Democrat depression, D is for Democrat demanding. D is for Democrat demeaning. This is what these people do. And I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Democrat, okay? Because if Ma and Pa Democrat doesn't like it, then this is the problem with Ma and Pa Democrat. Ma and Pa Democrat is under deception. You're under deception. Now, there are people in your party that run your party that control the levers of the uh, culture, which would be academia, which would be Hollywood, which would be news media, okay? The people that dump this stuff into folks' brains, the people that cause this mayhem, this murder, this depravity, this death, this despair, this destruction, this desolation, this depression— that demand that we stop being Christians and conservatives, that demean us when we insist upon doing it anyway, as your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, I insist that I'm going to be what I am. I'm going to be what God created me to be. I am a sovereign man, okay? I'm not a subject. I'm not a serf. I am a sovereign man. And later in the program, we're going to talk about that, the difference between the two with all this hype over this uh, wedding um, that, you know, that they're having. You know, this, um, you know, this, this I mean, it, it once, well, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I almost let loose a, a barrel. I'm just, <laughs> I'll just wish them well, okay? But I am going to unload on uh, uh, one of the preachers, uh, this guy, uh, we, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get on that a little bit later uh, in today's program. But folks, this this uh, there are people that they had they get a benefit from this because what it does is it allows them to corral you to control you. Okay, and we we as individuals we have choices to make in how we're gonna live our lives. Okay, now these people that are lining the streets over there in England uh, for a, a peek at at Harry and this and this little chick that he married, this I mean this is this is ridiculous. There were people that parked, they went there last night and camped out so they could be there this morning to see this. I mean, what type of lives do these people have? These are happy subjects. You know, they used to have this thing about the happy slave. Okay, I, I mean. Which I find demean. I found that to be a very demeaning. How could you be a slave and be happy? Okay. Now, in any situation in life, no matter how untenable it may be, you may find moments of happiness, and which is, you know, psychologically the only way you could survive. You couldn't be in 100% despair 
or 100% of the time, even though your situation would be bleak. But folks, this we're dealing with people that knew they were in slavery because it was physical slavery. I maintain that people that are not in physical slavery can actually, actually can be happy. And seeing this is what the people that run the coalition of evil, this is what they want for everyone. In this situation they have in England, you make no mistake about it, folks, because ever since the American Revolution, they, you know, England fought two wars against America. Two wars, okay? They fought the Revolution and then the War of 1812. They thought, well, we're going to come back. We're going to try it again, all right? And so the physical war did not work, and so it's a mental and spiritual war. And make no mistake, okay, those people seem to be, and not all of them, because you did have Brexit. You do have a, a lot of people that don't like it, but you have many, many, many people that do like it, apparently so, okay? Apparently, many people like it. And the simple fact of the matter is these people, they're not even free to give medical treatment to their children. Little Charlie Gard, okay? Little Alfie Evans. Now, imagine that had been... Uh, you know, what happened over there had been the uh, a member of the royal family, okay? And, and imagine the types of schools that the children go, go to over there. It's just like Sitwell Friends here in America. There are armed guards. There is the top medical care. They get the best of everything. So why do you, you the listener, why do your children not get that? Why do your grandchildren not get that? Why do the people that are lining the streets outside of the palace over there looking at this funeral, why do their children not get that? Why is it that there are no armed guards if there's a bad guy comes into the school? You best believe at Sidwell Friends School in Washington, D.C., where all the elite children go, someone's going to shoot back. I don't know the name of the school where the elite children go over there in England, but I guarantee you, okay, I guarantee. Same thing with the Pope, the Swiss guard, okay? The Pope has walls around his house. The Pope has walls around the whole Vatican and always hating on Trump. Oh, you, you, you know, you can't have walls. It's ridiculous, folks. It is absolutely ridiculous. This stuff is so easy to... Describe. It's so easy to analyze. It's so plain to see. It's like one plus one equals two, not 11. But if you get five or six people on Fox News to say one plus one equals 11, and if you get, and of course on CNN, you, you're not going to get five or six. Every, all of them, all of them are going to say one plus one equals 11. Ditto for MSNBC. Oh, well, one plus one. Obviously, Brother Craig is wrong because everyone knows that one plus one equals 11, okay? And I come along and say something so simple. Well, you know, one plus one really equals two. And sometimes some of the things I have to stand behind this microphone and say, they're so simple and they're so basic, I'm just um, amazed at um, the reaction that I get sometimes. I mean, even with the, you know, moving the embassy to Jerusalem and recognizing uh, Jerusalem is the historic capital of Israel. It's, it, you know, and I said this way back when it was announced that it's, you know, Trump 
people applauding Trump because he did the equivalent of saying one plus one equals two. It's obvious. And so we have, a, we have to really, really look at the situation uh, in this nation and in the world and the simple fact that we are at war, folks. It's a war of ideas, but it's getting more and more and more a physical war. And we have to ask ourselves a serious question, a serious question, okay? Do we all really want the same thing? Or are there people so cynical, so power-hungry, so intent on controlling you, your children, your grandchildren, that they would set in place things that when the motions run their natural course, they will result in things like school shootings. They will result in things like intergenerational poverty. They will result in things like people turning their back on God. They will result, there would naturally be an outgrowth, a result of depravity, despair, death, destruction, desolation, and depression. I say, look at what people do, not what people say. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have your phone calls at 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end. But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Run on for a long time, run on for a long time, 
You tell them, Johnny Cash. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet... Ah, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man. Okay, that's right. The hatchet man is back. <laughs> the big dog for talk radio. And, uh, and you know, and I hate to boast. The thing about radio, I mean, if I don't toot my own horn, who's going to toot it? Okay? And, um, you know, I'm really a humble guy. But... Um, it's it, it's 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 amazing, uh, and in the years this is this is my tenth year, okay. And um, November, the end of November will be the end of ten years of uh, me being in radio, and it 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 does seem to it amazes me sometimes how people in media how they get things so wrong, okay, and how their focus is on a minutia, okay. Oh, and again, the number, by the way, if you'd like to call, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, uh, and especially to you folks on Facebook out there, I meant to uh, put the number up on Facebook, but uh, we have Facebook viewers uh, literally from all over the country. And so we would love to hear from uh, one of you as well. And uh, now, bear something in mind, folks. Okay, this is um, this is what you call grown folks radio. Okay, and you know, First Peter in the first chapter, it says to gird up the loins of your mind and be sober, and hope for and hope to the end for the grace that is brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay, gird up the loins of your mind, all right? And so that really needs to be a, a watchword for this program, to gird up the loins of your mind, because we hit it hard and we hit it heavy here, okay? And, uh, and I know it's the weekend and it's rainy and, you know, there's flooding everywhere and, you know, and I know folks are busy, and uh, but for those of you who, as you're out, as you're out and traveling, and you're listening in your automobiles, or if you're home, or, or however or wherever you listen, um, you know we want to give you things. We want to we want to be worthy of your time as a listener, and and actually, and some of you are donors as well. You all heard the giving ad. Uh, we we want to be worthy of your donation dollars, and I know that. Um, you know, there are many, uh, many Christians in this audience who are, are, are givers, who are regular givers, who are, who are actually tithers, who would actually give. And I know to a non-Christian, this doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense to me that we would give 10% of, of our income. And so there are many people that are, are regular givers. You have uh, organizations that you regularly give to, uh, your churches that you regularly give to. And, uh, and so, and I know how important it is for any recipient of a person's giving to be worthy, uh, to bring, you know, to, in other words, my goal is to bring my A game and to bring you things that you don't get anywhere else. And I just find it amazing how people that are the so-called uh, big-time professionals, how often they miss it, how often they, they focus on the wrong things how often they 
focus on minutia, on details, and just and the repetition of it. I mean, Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. You know, the detail, detail, detail. Okay, um, you know, did all with the with the uh, the gun issue. Okay, it's the same argument over and over and over again. We need to take guns. Well, in England, they took guns. Now they're talking about taking knives. Because in all they're taking, they're taking faith in God, faith in Jesus Christ. They take, they've taken that out of the public realm, which makes it more difficult to transfer this knowledge of God to the younger generations. And so and this is what we have. You take the shooting in Texas, for example, a kid imitating um, the, the Colorado Columbine shooting in, in his dress, in his, I mean, black trench coat, black boots, in his 90 degrees. You're talking about Houston, Texas, 30 miles east of Houston, okay? You're talking hot and you're talking humid, all right? And so here you have a kid, I mean, and, and again, it's amazing that people said, oh, well, there was no way we could tell. Oh, it's not like the one in, in uh, Parkland, Florida, where the kid had been arrested um, 15 or 20 times. And, you know, everyone was telling the authorities that, you know, he's a potential explosion waiting to happen. I agree it wasn't to the level of Parkland, Florida. You didn't have the history you didn't have all these people uh, telling the authorities, hey, you need to check this guy out. But folks, you have a kid who has a T-shirt that says born to kill. It's hot and humid. He has on a trench coat, a black trench coat. He has on black boots. And there's no one around no one around that thinks that's odd and this needs to be looked into. No one around. You know, maybe what they need to do is start hiring um, security from Israel, okay? Because what, it, what they do in Israel is they profile, and I think profiling is good, okay? Because you can't read minds and you can't check everyone. And so... By profiling, you can look at small indicators, and these indicators will say, check this one. This is what's needed. We're coming up on the bottom of the hour break. We're going to take that break, and when we come back, we'll hit it a little harder. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. 
There's a man going around taking names And he decides who to free and who to blame Everybody won't be treated all the same There'll be a golden ladder reaching down When the man comes around Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on The Really Real Deal as we listen to a little bit of Johnny Cash there talking about the man coming around. And, uh, hey, we uh, would love to talk to you out there. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And, uh, yeah, talking a little bit about uh, the goings-on of the week. And uh, now, no, we're not going to bore you with the weather. Everyone knows it's raining, okay? So (laughs) just be safe, okay? Be safe. And uh, we have been talking a little bit about uh, the school shooting. Our prayers go out to the uh, families affected and the, uh, you know, not just the families, but the friends, the students, uh, the entire situation. And, And folks, let's never forget, okay, we cannot assume that, as I said in my opening, we cannot assume that everyone in this nation, all of the so-called leaders, want the same thing. They want everyone to be happy, healthy, free, to be a citizen, to you know, for this nation to function the way our founders uh, created it to function, the way God desires it to function. Uh, there, there are two theories of government, as I've been saying for years. One theory is that your freedom does indeed come from God. It is a gift from God, and this is why you are free, because you are born that way. You are created that way. You're not created to be the property of another human being. If you're any property, you're the property of God Almighty and only God Almighty. You're not the property of Donald Trump. You're not the property of Barack Obama. You're not the property of Queen Elizabeth. You're not the property of this one or that one. I don't care if it's a mullah I don't care if it's a, a potentate. I don't care who it may be. You're not the property of the Pope. You, you, you're just, you're not, okay? You're not the property of any prime minister. But folks, you have the power to decide if you're going to live that way or if you're going to allow yourself to lose that which God gave you. Okay, there's a, there's a story in the Bible, Esau and Jacob. Jacob was cooking. Esau said, I'm hungry. Right there, right there, living in his flesh. I'm hungry. Give me some of what you have, Jacob. Well, sell me your birthright. You've already said, you know, it doesn't mean anything to you. It means something to me. Sell it to me. Oh, well, since I might die if I don't eat. Now, here, this joker, I mean, it, it, it would take you a month to die from not eating. And this joker, he's just hungry. He just has a few hunger pains. Maybe he ate yesterday. Who knows when's the last? He hadn't gone 30 days without food. You can survive three minutes without air, 
three days without water, 30 days without food. Okay? And so in this, in this guy's mind, Esau, in his mind, living in his flesh, making his flesh more than it should be, he sells something that God gave him. He sell, he despised, the Bible says, he despised his birthright. Your birthright, that's, that, that's a gift from God, just like the freedom we have as citizens of a free land. The British were once in the vanguard of protecting that freedom. And my, how the mighty have fallen. My, how the mighty have fallen. Okay? They're to the point now where you have folks ooing and aahing over a wedding, and these same people did nothing for one of their so-called subjects, little Alfie. His funeral was this week, Monday. The parents could not take him home to let him die. He had to die in an institutional setting. The parents could not bring him to America. Americans wanted to try some experimental medicines on little Alfie. It would not be at the expense of the, uh, the health, the government-run health care. Well, actually, that's a wrong word. Not, it's not health care. It's health control. The government-run health control uh, system in England, ditto uh, the Pope, you know, even a broke clock is right twice a day. The Pope was right on this one, okay? So in, in Italy, they made the same offer that America made. And so when you live in a nation, remember now, the, uh, the Soviet Union had, uh, they had a wall. They had uh, guards on the wall. They were armed guards. The only thing different about the Soviet Union, the guns were pointed inside so you could not escape because it was in a, a collection of 18 nations that were all imprisoned. And you had the elite people running the prison and the non-elite were in the prison. So this is now what you have in England and this is what is desired to be in America. And so and if you can't, wake up and smell the coffee, and particularly you folks out there that, that have white hair, okay? Now, if something's not done soon, what'll end up, what could potentially end up happening is that after we who are, you know, and, and my hair's not white yet, it's starting to get a little bit around the temples, but... <laughs> and no, I'm not going to let Mrs. Hatchet uh, put any dye in it, okay? <laughs> I've earned this gray. It's not a whole lot, but with little I have, I've earned it, okay? <laughs> but um, what'll happen is that the slavery will fall on your grandchildren. It won't fall on you because you won't live long enough to see the result of it. So you have to use wisdom and discernment to understand the direction and who the players are what their role is, what their goal is, what their methods are. I mean, you have to wake up out of this, you know, la-la land mentality that the power structure likes to feed, you know, bread and circuses, okay? 
You got an EBT card, which is like free government cheese in a rat trap, okay? The old mouse tells the young mouse that's not free government cheese, that's a trap. So they, they want to treat you the way Esau wanted to be treated, okay? Esau want, wanted free government cheese. But Jacob had a trap for him. Sign over your birthright to me. Yeah, well, since I'm going to die anyway, what, what do I need a birthright for? So all that for a bowl of beans, folks. And so what do we learn from this? From this? What do we learn from this, okay? You cannot live in your flesh. You have, to, you have to live on a deeper level. You have to be a person of understanding, a person of discernment. This, this is the only way. And you do that through faith in God. You, you can't do that on your own. And this is why you have people that, just like Esau was given a birthright, you were given a birthright. The British were given a birthright. My goodness, the Magna Carta from the 12th century, from the 1200s. The, I mean, come on, folks. It was put in writing that the king was not a god, that people now, it didn't extend to everyone, but it was a beginning. And so this outgrowth of freedom has gone to the point where it does include everyone, but you have to claim it. You have to claim it. And you have to be the opposite of Esau. You cannot despise your birthright and still stay free. Your birthright is your freedom. And so, I mean, go ahead, marvel at you know, this silly little, uh, this silly little wedding, this so-called royal wedding. But while you're marveling at the royal wedding, ask yourself this question about yourself. Search your heart. And ask yourself, are you a subject? That's what they call them over there in England, Okay. A subject, the queen, and the queen is the sovereign, and the people which we would call citizens, they would call subjects. Or are you a serf? Even in the even with the Magna Carta, serfs were not included. The nobility was included. As I say, it was a beginning, and there's been an outgrowth, and it and it grew and grew and grew, but it had to have a start. Okay. Just like an acorn does not become an oak tree overnight. But still, we live in the now. We don't, we don't live back then in the beginning. So people can whine and cry as the poverty pimp Negro politicians and the poverty pimp pulpit pimp Negro preachers like to do in regards to slavery. You know, my answer is, hey, I live in 2018. I don't live in 1818. And so... I don't want to hear this stuff about, you know, how bad it was. America is a great place in spite of slavery because slavery was worldwide and America had something to do with the end of it. England had something to do with the end of it. 
They say the slavers, the thing they hated most out on the ocean with a carload, cargo load full of uh, slaves was to see the British Union Jack coming up on you. And so what they would do, they would dump their slaves in the ocean because if they got caught with slaves, then the people in charge of the ship, they were going to die. They were going to be put on trial. How the mighty have fallen. How the mighty have fallen. For England to have that type of role in the world, the Magna Carta, fighting against slavery, particularly the the Muslim world. The Muslim world had a longer history of of slavery and more slavery than any other part of the world. And it's the Western world that fought slavery, and yet and still today, what do they say? Oh, it's white privilege. Or if you you have white skin, you're automatically a racist, unless you're a neoliberal Democrat who spouts nonsense, uh, you know, and hatred towards your own nation, your own ethnicity, your Christian faith. Uh, If you're that kind of white person, you're okay. But if you're a white person that likes uh, Republicans, if you like Donald Trump, if you like the military, if you like America, if you want to protect America, if you want to save what little we have left of the American, the original American culture, not this mess that passes for culture today. If you're that type of white person, oh, then there's something wrong with you. Why you're a bigot, why you're exercising white privilege, why you're invading my safe space. Well, I'm going to invade your safe space. I don't have white skin. I have brown skin, but I am going to invade your safe space, okay? And anyone that doesn't like it, I'm a little long this segment. We're going to take a quick break, but the number, if you have a problem with your safe space being invaded, 804-454-1366, A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. I know I don't sound too friendly today, but I am your friendly. <laughs> you know, even in, even in disciplining your children, the Bible does say, if a man does not discipline his son, he does not love him, okay? So <laughs> I feel like I'm throwing out some tough medicine today, but I love you out there, folks. I really do, and I love this nation. Um, uh, it, it, you know, and I and I want the best for us, folks. And uh, and as Aretha Franklin says, you got to think, folks. And uh, you know, I'm going to connect the dots. I put a lot of things out there this morning, and we're going to wrap it up. We got ten more minutes in our first hour of today's program. But um, you, you know, and I asked a question earlier. Okay, um, you know, we whenever we have um, a big um, issue to happen, okay, like. This this shooting, uh, ten dead, ten wounded. Now, it was the same when there was this uh, shooting at the uh, baseball uh, practice where Steve Scalise got shot, and goofball Republican uh, Paul Ryan goes up there and says, "Well, today we're not Democrats and Republicans. Today we're just congressmen." Okay, when the guy was a far left winger who it was his intention. He asked the question, is this the Republican baseball practice or the Democrat practice? Because he knew that there were two teams that they would do a charity uh, baseball game every year. And it, you know, and it was a friendly game, Democrats playing Republicans, and they would raise a lot of money for charity. Okay, so he wanted to know he was not after just congressmen or, uh, you know, those wascally congressmen up there. No, he wanted specifics. And so if people in leadership can't just speak the truth to you, if they want to say, okay, there's been a tragedy, so now we need to come together. I say we need understanding. And we can come together after the war is won. And as a matter of fact, that's the only way you ever have permanent peace, okay, which only lasts for a while, folks. Uh, you know, really, there's no such thing as permanent peace. But, you know, in well, say permanent as far as in your lifetime or in, in a particular era, uh, the, that's the only way. There must be a winner and there must be a loser. And the loser has to cease hostilities uh, because of the force, the overwhelming force of the winner. And that's the only way. You're not going to, you know, sit down over a cup of coffee or have a beer summit and, uh, you know, let's hash this thing out like gentlemen. It's just not going to happen, folks. And so we have to look at the truth of the matter that the, there have been policies put in place that they say with their lips, this is to benefit society. But the reality is that they allow criminal elements to do things that they know criminals are going to do because when things get rough, they feel like you're just a serf, okay? You are going to come to us and you're going to say, Mr. Government, please do something. And so it's ruled by crisis and it's the creation of crisis. And I know that sounds harsh that there are people in government that want schools to get shot up. But I'm telling you, folks, it's the truth. And all you have to do is put on your analysis hat for a moment. And if I'm wrong, 
what you would have to do is you would have to deduce that all of the dots that can be connected, each one is a coincidence. Because they're really, there are only three options, okay? And you start with, is what's happening good or bad? Well, if it's good, fine. If it's bad, then you have to determine, okay, is it on purpose or is it by accident? Is it an oversight? Is it an omission? Did the person mean to do well, but this unintended, the biggest, you know, big word, the big, most fraudulent word I keep hearing from these nitwit Republicans is unintended consequences. Oh, the Democrats, they don't get it. It's their, their unintended consequences. You know, turn Fox News on it, you know, when they have all these uh, Republicans that think they're so smart, and that's all you hear. Oh, unintended consequences, unintended consequences. You have to be a mind reader to know that the consequences are unintended. But so when you have unintended consequences that go on for 100 years, you might want to start thinking, okay, perhaps the consequences were not unintended after all. You know, take this school policy of the Obama era, you know, and, you know, I know Trump is president now, but he's uh, he's new. He's not, you know, his first two years are not over. And Republican McConnell is dragging his feet, replacing Obama appointees with Trump appointees. So for his first year and a half, you have primarily Obama appointees running the government. And I mean, and, and no one wants to call McConnell out on this, him and his Chinese wife with all that Chinese money that they try to say, oh, well, that's a conspiracy theory. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. The man married a Chinese woman and her father is rich and China is a communist country. You're rich in China by permission of the government. In America, you're rich because you know how to please your fellow citizen and your fellow citizen willingly purchases things from you. Now, there are some that have the government hookup, like Terry McAuliffe, okay, got rich with the government hookup. Um, Senator Mark Warner got rich with the government hookup, okay. Um, Senator Dianne Feinstein's husband got rich with government hookups, government contracts. You know, and they all have a story to tell. Oh, no, it's not really that. It is that. It is that. And you can go down the list of super, super rich Democrats, and I mean hundreds of millions and, and into the billions, many of them, okay? But this this school policy of Obama re- wanting to reduce the rate of expulsion, and, is, and they did the same policy with actual criminal convictions for uh, young black males under 25 years old. They, and then when they start this off, the, the one for felons under 25 and the one for kids in school being expo- expelled, when you start doing it for the black and Hispanic, then you have to do it for everyone. And so what you have is you have the perfect environment. Add to that 
the people that they bring and resettle in places where you have crimes that are really unheard of. You have diseases that are unheard of because they're bringing people to this country from areas of the world where there are diseases that we've conquered decades ago. And so the, the, the younger doctors have never seen these diseases. And some of the crimes, I mean, it's unheard of in America for honor killing. You kill your own daughter because she's dating someone you don't like. You know, female genital mutilation. Pouring acid on, I mean, these, these are third world backwater Muslim country crimes. These are not American crimes. But you bring these people into this nation. And so what you have is you have government creating situations where nerves are going to be rubbed raw because crime is going to increase. And it's done by the government, folks. And so when the, when, when the natural thing happens, which is a spike in all these crimes, and the government runs in, they want to be the savior. We're going to take our top-of-the-hour news break. As we listen to a little bit of Johnny Cash, you tell him, Johnny Cash. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He spoke to me. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Man's World Radio as we listen to a little bit of James Brown uh, telling you, yes, it's a man's world. But folks, we know, we all know it would be nothing without our women and our girls. And I have a wonderful Mrs. Hatchet uh, to bear witness to that. And, uh, well, I'll I'll bear witness to it, okay? Well, of course, yeah, I know Mrs. Hatchet will, too. She's nodding right now. <laughs> anyway, um, folks, we've had a great first hour. Uh, we, we hope to have another uh, excellent hour uh, sharing with you here. Uh, the number, if you'd like to participate, is 804 454 one three six six eight zero four four five four one three six six. And uh, now, if you're just joining us, uh, the things we're discussing today—the uh, Santa Fe, Texas shooting, uh, the Royals, the so-called Royals in England—I I don't, I don't go for that royal thing, folks. I'm, I, I'm a sovereign. Uh, I, I mean, I submit to God. Okay. Um, now, as far as government. I'm blessed to live in a nation where I'm ruled by the consent of the governed, or rather not ruled, governed. I'm governed by my consent. And so I willingly sign over a few of my rights 
uh, because after you know there are things that we as individuals w- we can't do, folks. I mean, you know, we can't build roads, we can't raise an army, okay, we can't build an electrical grid, and so as as citizens, uh, you know, we give the right uh, to be taxed so that we could pay our fair share, uh, so that uh, these things can be done uh, for the community. And but that does not mean we are giving up all of our rights. It, is, it just does not mean that. And if you believe your rights come from God, then the only way you would give it up is if you were Esau. Okay. And I asked the question uh, earlier. You know, what is your bowl of beans? We many of us know the story of Esau. He signed his uh, his holy rights over to his brother in exchange for a bowl of beans. And people do this every day, folks. And you think you you think these people they care about you? These people they don't care about you. You know these programs they put into these schools where these thugs never get uh, expelled. You think that was to benefit the school system or to create havoc in the school system? You know when they bring people. I mean, you have areas of the world where Christians and Muslims are fighting one another. The Muslims are starting all this. The Christians are being slaughtered. You have cities that where you had millions of Christians, you, you, and now the Christians that are there, you can count them in the thousands or in some cities in the hundreds. There are few cities where there's zero. There are none left. And so you, you, you ask yourself, okay, if we're going to relocate refugees from these areas to the United States, well, what would we do? Would we, this Christian nation, this, this nation that is 70% Christian, do we bring the Christians in from this war or do we bring the Muslims in? Okay, it's common sense, folks. It's common sense. But the Muslims that get brought in far, far out numbers, you know, a handful of Christians get brought in. And under Obama, you know, I'm not sure. I think under, under Trump, the, the, uh, the change has is, is been slight but it's nowhere near what it should be. But under Obama, it was horrendous. There were cases where the Christians that are being brought in were, were in the dozens, and the Muslims that are being brought in are in the thousands. And Obama himself, his, his administration rather, they have stated that their goal is the browning of America. And so they bring these people and they, they, they purposely put them in lily-white enclaves. I mean, up in Minnesota, okay? I mean, they brought so many Muslims uh, from Minnesota, they had to put a uh, foot bath in the uh, Minnesota airport. Now, imagine that, so that they could, so that they could um, wash their feet in order to say their prayers. And these same people that put in religious accommodations for Muslims that they've brought into these lily-white Christian areas in order to purposely, their words, to brown America. So they're counting down the days when, when they can add together all these different ethnicities. They're counting down the, uh, the days until it gets to the point where it, they would outnumber white people, okay? They're just, they're just counting the days down. And so this is all purposely in order to turn America into a one-party state. And so they bring people here that, you know, if they, they figure, well, if your skin is brown and you speak a different language, then you automatically you're going to vote Democrat, okay? And it's just, it's horrible, folks, and it's purposeful. 
And I fault Republicans because Republicans do not fight. This is being done out in the open. This is not a secret. They're, they're not hiding and doing this. They're not sneaking and doing this. They brag about the, what the things they do. They boast about it. It's a joke. And there's no opposition. Christians won't fight. Republicans won't fight. Conservatives won't fight. And they donate millions of dollars to all these so-called think tanks. What are they thinking about in these think tanks with all these millions of dollars? Or what, ha what has happened on the watch of all these think tanks, all these Republicans? And my Christian brothers, I mean, you know, of a certain age, on your watch, you know, what type of America is my generation inheriting from your generation? I'm Generation X. You know, I'm the guy that has to fight for your grandson when you're gone. My generation. And I know uh, Donald Trump is a baby boomer and he won the presidency. When you look at those 17 uh, people that were up there fighting for the, the Republican nomination, how many of them were Generation X? Now, on the Democrat side, they had none, zero. They had nothing but old people. And I love my elders, but I'm just, this is demographics. This is math. All things being equal, the Gen Xers are going to outlive the baby boomers who are going to outlive the silent generation, who are going to outlive the GI generation. And the millennials, they're going to outlive my generation, all things being equal. You know, I'm not hating on a generation. I'm explaining demographics and destiny. This is what I'm doing. And so... You look at, I mean, you just count the guys. You had Ted Cruz. You had Bobby Jindal. You had, uh, you know, the Walker guy from up there in Wisconsin. You had little Marco. You know, he's not president material, but, you know, he was there, okay? He's good Senate material. I mean, and, and you had a few more that were of my generation, okay? And, you, you know, I mean, and, and as far as the... Um, the uh, the baby boomer generation, who you had, you know, little Jeb, you had Trump, you had Kasich, okay, but the leadership, you, the 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 leadership. I mean, look at look at the Senate, Mike Lee, okay, Rand Paul. That's this is my generation, and and look at the attitude that these guys have. Look at the fearlessness that these guys have. Look at how these guys bring their A game. They're not being apologetic and accommodating. Ted Cruz called Mitch McConnell a liar for, right there from the well of the Senate. And they censured him. Oh, well, we, 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 don't, we don't do things like that, Senator Cruz. You're just a, you know, I can remember back in the days when a freshman senator wasn't allowed to speak for the entire first year. Yeah, I remember back in the day, too, but that's back in the day. That's not today. Today we speak, okay? And I'm founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc. Anyone gets elected to Senate, they better speak. You better not wait a whole year before you open your mouth. But this is what's happening. This is the America that my generation is inheriting, you know? I'm trying to run my leg of the race. The baton, it, you know, I'm trying to snatch the baton. These baby boomers are running with the baton. I'm coming up behind them. You know, me. Ted Cruz, Ken Cuccinelli, you know, our generation, Corey Stewart, 
You know, interesting dynamic in the Virginia Senate race. You have E.W. Jackson, Baby Boomer, Corey Stewart, Generation X, Nick Freitas, Millennial. Three generations, three attitudes. Three, all of them are great guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm not picking one over the other. I like them all. I'm friends with them all. I really, I genuinely like them all, okay? But there's an attitude difference. And I'm just saying, folks, you, you, you look at what's been going on. I mean, Mitch McConnell, he's a baby boomer. Okay? J- little Jeb Bush, he's a baby boomer. They have a, they have a different attitude. They have a, a more of an entitlement attitude, an attitude of, oh, it, things will just sort themselves out. We all, they, they, they have this attitude, oh, we all want the same thing. The Democrats are not the enemy. This is my friend across the aisle. You know, Jim DeMint. I mean, Jim DeMint, uh, you know, former South Carolina senator, former head of the um, Heritage Foundation. He said, oh, you can't talk about Harry Reid. Harry Reid's a friend of mine. Harry Reid is the enemy. Harry Reid is not your friend. What is wrong with you people? This is, I mean, and... and This is why we need an attitude change in this country. We need Christians that tote onions. We need Republicans that tote onions. We need conservatives that understand what conservatism is. Conservatism is not the minutia of conservatism. Those are aspects of conservatism, okay? Or I'm a a fiscal conservative. I'm a social conservative. Or I'm a... Uh, I'm an international military conservative. You know, I'm a foreign policy conservative. I'm an all-of-the-above conservative. I'm a conservative that wants to conserve the idea that my rights and freedom come from God Almighty. They don't come from man. And Democrats are the enemy because they oppose that idea. And I don't care how personable they are. I don't care how likable they are. I don't care what a lovable rascal they are, like Bill Clinton, like um, Doug Wilder. You know, I don't care. You know, what's that lawyer that married the 17 or 18-year-old girl? Marcy. Negroes love Joe Marcy. What is wrong with these Negroes? This man over and over again, has sex with underage black girls. And you people keep voting for this man over and over and over. Now he's in private practice. And he runs his ads, oh, fighting Joe. Joe will fight for you. Joe will fight to take your granddaughter from you, 60-year-old man with an 18-year-old wife. Give me a break. Give me a break. Democrat, not Republican, not a Christian, Democrat. But this is the country I've inherited. And this is the country I have to fix. And I'm going to pimp slap anyone that has the nerve to stand in the way of me fixing it or me doing my part. And what I love about other members of my generation, Generation X, is this is the attitude. This is why Ted Cruz stood in the Senate and said his own leader was a liar. And the man was a liar. And no one disputed the fact that Mitch McConnell was telling a lie. 
They only said, that's not how we do things in the Senate. You don't stand up and you don't say that. Why not? My issue is, was it true or was it false? And this is my issue with the, 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 the issue with the schools. Is it true or false that the people in the government know that these kids are going to pop off? And so, you know, the, the FBI, they get warned over and over and over again, and they do nothing because they want this to happen. Is it true or false that that's what happened with Fast and Furious? that that gun running uh, down in Mexico, and then they used the guns to kill uh, an American who worked for uh, the immigration department. Is it true or false? Now, not just, oh, well, how can you say that? Is, is it true or false? Does one plus one equal two, or does it equal 11? And, I, and again, I don't care how many nitwits come on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, and spout this nonsense to you. These th the things I stand behind this microphone and say are common sense. You do not have to have a degree in rocket science to understand the hatchet man. You might have to have some common sense and some nerve to face unpleasant truth, okay? And that's why I quoted that Bible verse from 1 Peter, gird up the loins of your mind, okay? This is Grown Folks Radio. This is Man's World Radio. And we're going to take a quick break. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be shamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. You gotta be. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Man's World Radio. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on the Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And I do invite you all to check out our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. And, uh, and, and look, 
understand something, folks. Freedom is not free for, for the hatchet man to stand behind this microphone and deliver unadulterated truth. Okay, we have one advertiser, all right? And uh, we need advertisers, we need donors. You can donate to The First Amendment, Inc., which is an organization I'm president of, uh, simply by going to the website and clicking on the donate page, okay? And the address is there on the website, 8659 Staples Mill Road, uh, if you would prefer to uh, send an old-fashioned check in the mail. And, yes, we do take checks, okay? <laughs> and, uh, as a matter of fact, we take checks, we take credit card, we take PayPal, we take uh, real estate uh, donations, we take it all, okay? You can even include us in your will if you like and uh, because you know I'll be here fighting for your grandson, okay? Because these Democrats, they want your grandson, okay? They want your granddaughter, this is what they do, okay? You had the Hitler youth. This is what they are. I mean, just read history, folks. All the despots of the world, what do they all say? If I can just get the youth, I can rule the world. And this is what they do. And again, on the watch of the people that are in rulership, in leadership right now, that have been running things, and, 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 and in particularly in our coalition, the Christian Conservative Constitutional Capitalistic Coalition, and, I, you know, these are the people that are supposed to be fighting against the coalition of evil, okay? And the coalition of evil, that's the atheists, the communists, the socialists, the Muslim fundamentalists. That's all of these people that believe in, well, I won't say what folks believe, but all of these that advocate for the government to run everything and the individual to be a serf, a servant, or a slave, okay? Not to be a citizen or a sovereign. But all of these people that advocate for that, you know, my coalition that's been fighting that for, the, for my entire lifetime, for the last 40 years, they're failing. They're failing. Prayer is out of school. Anything Christian, okay, uh, you know, a nativity scene at Christmas. All of that is out, okay? But you import so many Muslims to Minnesota that you had to have the government pay with taxpayer money for a Muslim foot bath so that Muslims can wash their feet and, 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 and turn their hind parts up and get down and pray. You do that at home. Do that at home. You have water at home. You don't need to have government money to pay for that. If you don't want to do it at home, have a private, um, you know, something private that where you can go in there and do that. This Christian nation, you can't do anything Christian. You have some atheist group show up and say, oh, that's separation of church and state. No such thing as separation of church and state. No such thing. But they cite it over and over and over again, no pushback, no pushback. So again, this is the America that my generation has inherited. The generation in power either can't or won't fix it. Well, let's say they can't, okay? I'm not a mind reader, so I won't say they won't, okay? But now I know there are some that won't. But if you really, if you won't even try, you're really not a member of my coalition if you won't try, 
You're not a member of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition if you won't try. So let's give them credit for trying, but they're failing. They're failing. I mean, back in the days when folks could ride around with a, a shotgun in the, in the back window of the pickup truck, there were no gun shootings. There were no school shootings, I meant to say. There were no, there were, there, it, it, was, it didn't exist. And so it's not the gun, it's the condition of the heart. And this is what happens when you tell God he's not welcome. God is not rude. He's just like the hatchet man. You tell me I'm not welcome, I'll leave, okay? So we're going to take our bottom of the hour break. Again, 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And, uh, hey, our final 30 minutes of today's program, I want to thank you all for being out there. And uh, in this final 30 minutes, folks, three things uh, I want to get to uh, if I'm able to. Uh, one is uh, the horror of uh, female boxing, okay? Uh, that's one of the things we want to get to. Now, another of the things I would like to get to um, is the uh, the Israel's 70th anniversary of their rebirth, okay? It's not the 70th anniversary of, of Israel. Israel is thousands of years old. It's the 70th anniversary of the rebirth, okay, and the move of the uh, embassy uh, to uh, Jerusalem. And But now the first of these three things I want to— Go And I've mentioned this earlier, but I want to go into a little more detail about this bishop uh, that um, these, uh, this, this couple over in England chose to speak uh, at their wedding, all right? The most reverend uh, Michael Bruce Curry, okay? Now, this guy, I mean, I, I, mean, I have brown skin, too. I, I get it, okay? But please, folks, 
please get over your brown skin. I am so sick and tired of Negroes that make everything about the color of their skin. It's one-sixteenth of an inch thick. Get over it, okay? Now, this is allegedly he's a man of God. I, I, I mean, after all, what's his official title here? Um, what is he? He's a, he's a bishop, I know, in the Episcopal Church. And, and again, in, in this little article here, they make a big deal that he's the first black presiding bishop of the predominantly white Episcopal Church, okay, which is an offshoot of the Church of England. You know, and as a matter of fact, I'd be so glad if white folks would start acting white again, okay? I mean, America was a much better place when white folks acted white, okay? And, and it's just act dignified. I mean, why is it that there has to be all this bowing down I mean, slavery was not racial. Slavery was a power issue. Every race has been a slave master. Every race has been a slave. How many of you knew that there were black Africans that had white slaves? And I'm not talking about a few. It went, the slave trade in North Africa, I mean, the Muslim world is number one in slavery. And they're non-discriminatory. The word slave is from the Slavic people of Eastern Europe. This is not a, you know, in Arabic, the word slave has, uh, is, is the word for black. Because the Arabs, they, they got slaves from North Africa and from Europe, okay? But the African, the Africans that were in the European slave trade, I mean, this was really the last group to, be enslaved. Every nationality has been enslaved. But when you act like it was just white people enslaving black people, you're either ignorant of history or you know history and you're purposely trying to keep this incited, this, this, this anger and this hatred. I mean, again, this is 2018, not 1818, not 1718, not 1618. It's 2018. We got to get with it. You've had a black president. You had, I mean, a black girl just married uh, this guy. What's his name? Harry. You know, Oprah's a billionaire, not, and she's not the only black billionaire. Get, when, when do you get over this? Okay? What's the expiration date on the slavery issue? When is it? But this, I mean, this guy, he's allegedly, like I said, he's allegedly a man of God. He's supposed to be able to know, not read St. Paul. He's supposed to know St. Paul. He's supposed to know that there is no black, no white, no, no slave, no free, no male, no, me, no female, no rich, no poor, no Jew, no Gentile, but all are one through the blood of Jesus Christ. He's supposed, that's supposed to be written in his heart. But it's not. Because you see, out of the contents of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when this bishop speaks this, he's revealing to you what's in his heart, what's truly in his heart. St. Paul is not in his heart. But this is the man they chose. This is the man they chose. Michael Bruce Curry, born in Chicago, 
the Chicago Swamp, Obama's hometown, always has to make it about skin color. And he's spoken and written for many years. And I hate this. I hate this. How people, and I know perhaps I shouldn't be using the word hate, but I hate this, okay? I hate it. Equating the homosexual issue with racial equality. And number one, there, there's, there's really, there's no such thing as equality because they had this thing not too long ago about the, the low percentage of blacks that work in Silicon Valley. And so they have some sort of initiative. Starbucks coffee, they have some sort of silly initiative. They're going to take a day off and going to teach everyone how to, how to be condescending to blacks. I will never, ever, ever said, not that I was a big customer of Starbucks anyway, but now I will, ne- for the rest of my life, I will never set foot in a Starbucks because I'll be, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I caught myself, folks. I am not going to frequent a place and pay money where some little, um, some little kid young enough to be my grandchild is going to condescend to me because my skin is brown. The color that's important in business is green. I'm bringing green money. This, this stuff is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But this is what this guy does, okay? And this, this, uh, this, this, this sex thing where you have already, you have all this pressure because of black culture. It has nothing to do with how white people have treated black folks, okay? Nothing whatsoever. Nothing, okay? It's the choices people make. And so, in order to work in Silicon Valley, you have to make a choice when you're young to study. Because to get that job, you have to be heavy in math, in analysis, in, in sales. And, you know, there, there are a lot of things you have to be very sharp on. Now, in order to be successful in the NBA, which is what, 85%? They have brown skin, 85%. So... You have to make a choice to practice your basketball, which you, you can't be on the basketball court and in, the, in, in your books simultaneously. One's going to dominate. Now, you have a few that can do both. But let's be honest, folks. Is the NBA, <laughs> is the, NBA the home of scholarship? <laughs> no, it's not. Ditto the NFL. But people make choices. And so you have a low percent in one industry and you have 85% in another industry. But these people, they want equality. Well, if, if black Americans make up 13% of the United States, do you want 13% in the NBA to be black? Do you want 13% to be black in the NFL? Do you want a strict quota system to say, well, we have to hire some white men in the NBA? We have to hire some Asians in the NFL. How many, I mean, other than a few uh, linemen from Hawaii, how many Asians are in the NFL? I don't hear Asians crying. They're content to do what they do. They're content to receive what they earn. 
because they don't spend their time trying to be a football player or a basketball player. They spend their time trying to get to Silicon Valley, trying to get into engineering school, trying to get into medical school, and they are rewarded for their efforts because that's what their culture teaches them. And so this, this guy, I mean, how are you going to call this guy a civil rights leader? He's, he's a pulpit pimp. He's a poverty pimp. And I don't care how high up he is in the Episcopal Church. I really don't care, okay? This is, this is you know, with, with all the single-family households going on in, in minority communities, and it's not just minority communities. You go in yeah, Appalachia, you got the same problem. In the Mississippi Bayou, you got the same problem. In Pockets, I mean, there used to be a... Um, community called uh, Oregon Hill in Richmond, where, which VCU took over, okay? But, and you, you had uh, trailer parks up and down Jefferson Davis Highway. Same problems. Same problems. It's a problem of broken families. It's a problem of people not being able to control their sexual urges. You know, you can't pick a wife and stick with her. You get you see this one, oh, I want this one. You see that one, oh, I want that one. It's a problem that God is not in these people's lives. And the reverberation from that problem, it rolls downhill like a snowball. It picks up steam. And the result is what? All these kids without fathers. You have men that have all these different baby mamas. There's one NBA player that has 22 baby mamas. I forget his name. He used to play for the Seattle Supersonics. Imagine 22 baby mamas. So what is the cost to society for taking care of all of his children, which he doesn't take care of? Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson, okay? Baby mamas, child support, unpaid. It's a cultural thing. And so if this guy that they chose to, uh, to be one of the speakers at their, at their wedding, if he was a real man of God, he would leave all this uh, homosexuality alone because there's enough problems in marriages with men looking after other women. Now you want to create a situation where the men are running to look at other men. And it just further destabilizes the fundamental unit of governance, which is the family, which was instituted by God. And it's the model upon which government is based. And so it's like termites at the foundation. And here these folks are going to go get a jar. It's like you got a few termites in your house and someone gets a, a jar of termites and they pour it on your foundation. It won't work, folks. It won't work. But anyway, that's the person that these people chose. And again, this is why, I mean, England, you can stick a fork in them, folks. They're done. And it's Londonistan today, but it's going to be England stand soon. They are done. Stick a fork in them, all right? And we're going to take our final break of the day. And when we come back, again, another issue that's going on with uh, family breakup and, and the reason why you have all these kids 
who they don't have fathers, they have psychological problems, they've they pumped them full of drugs, and then they act surprised when they shoot up a school, okay? We have, uh, we're going to talk about Raquel Pennington and Amanda Nunes, who are two female boxers. And this as this is, I, as a man who seeks to protect women, I find this horrific, barbaric, ungodly, every negative thing you can say, uh, with these people having women pummel each other and having men, so-called men, stand in the stands, pay money for the ticket, and make a bet on two women and who's going to knock each other out. It's horrible. We're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. <laughs> Just as I am without one plea But that thy blood was shed for me And that thou bidst me come to thee O Lamb of God, I come Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Feeling my way through the darkness They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself in Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Final 10 minutes of today's program. The number 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. And, uh, yeah, a whole lot of folks out here that fit that song, they don't know that they're lost. And uh, I guess you wake them up when it's all over. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to uh, mention to you that... Um, 
Uh, I've been invited to uh, speak to the Northern Virginia Tea Party Monday, and uh, I will be there. Uh, and this is at Brian's Grill in Fairfax. Uh, okay, and that's from six to nine. And so, uh, if you are listening in the Northern Virginia area, uh, hey, pop on by. Okay, uh, Brian's Grill. Uh, again, that's this Monday uh, from uh, six to nine. And now I promised you uh, that I was going to share again. You know what? What? Let's 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 boil things down. Like I said, I like to get to essence, not minutia. Okay. We, we have a society where, um, you know, w- women pummel one another in a ring, okay? Now, I like boxing with men, but I'm telling you, folks, I cannot, I have never seen a female boxing match, and I never will, okay? But um, I, I'm sharing, I'm going to read a little bit of this article here. Raquel Pennington Pennington took a wicked beating at the hands of UFC women's bantamweight champion Amanda Nunes in the main event uh, in uh, in Rio de Janeiro. For four rounds, she had absorbed punishing kicks, which had left her leg bruised and purple by the end of the opening stanza, never mind the continued damage. That left Pennington by the middle of the fight as a stationary target practice for Nunes, who picked her spots and picked her opponent apart at will. By the end of the fourth, she had a broken nose and also appeared to have her feel of the battle for the evening. So she told her coaches that enough was enough. I'm done. I want to be done. And, it, and it, this article says she can be heard on film saying this to her corner. Instead of waving off the fight, her corner sent her back in to fight more. Okay? And so the woman that she was fighting, folks, they say she lived up to her lioness nickname. Okay? And so she just continued to beat the woman until the referee said enough. Okay? Now, what what kind of madness is this? This, this is ridiculous. Okay? This is ridiculous. And I think both these chicks have girlfriends. And so, I mean, what what type of message does this send to our children? You know, there was a case where um, there was a a young man who was the, uh, what do they call him, the Taliban, the uh, American Taliban, you know, chubby little kid from, from Southern California, come to find out, He's trying to be somebody. He's trying to be a man. He doesn't know how to be a man. His father didn't teach him how to be a man. Come to find out, his father left the family, and the father has a boyfriend. And so this confused young man, he goes off and he joins the Taliban. And we have people in leadership that are condoning all of this. There's enough pressure on families Like I said earlier, there's enough pressure on families with men looking at other women that are not their wife. And so you have people in leadership that are making sure that the women are looking at other women, the men are looking at other men, the children get to pick which one they want to be, they can change their mind at any time. 
They can go into any dressing room in high school, take showers. I mean, this is confusing. Childhood is supposed to be a place of security for the child. There is no security. Women getting beat up, beating each other up. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And you have an Episcopal bishop who pushes this and equates to, oh, there's some connection to racism. Oh, you evil white Christians again. Uh, Here you go again. You did it to black Americans. Now you're doing it to homosexuals. It's just, it's, it's maddening, folks. It's absolutely maddening. But the, these, these are the things that people will not fight. They will not fight it because the homosexual mafia has a very, very powerful lobbying arm, and they cast this as it's uh, somehow it's unfair, okay? And we're going to welcome, uh, is that Liebert? Edison Liebert. Yeah, okay, Edison. Hey, how you doing there? I just, I just want to say this. Excuse me, i got to clear my throat up. Uh, Hatchet Man, I've been listening to you for years. Thank you for being that voice in the day and the night. Thank uh, you for being there for us, and, and thank you for uh, making a wrong a right. And uh, Well, thank you, thank Edison. You for, I couldn't I, do I, it I, if you weren't there, my friend. God bless you. And, and, and sir, Am I too hard today, Edison? No, sir. Sir? You've got a heart. If you've got a gift, you know what your gift is, sir. What's that? You see people. <laughs> you have a heart. You care. And you know, and, and say, I do care. I appreciate. Guilty. If you're guilty of anything, it's it's it's, it's guilty of honesty and integrity in the love of God. <laughs> you're very kind. Godspeed, I appreciate sir. it. God speak. Thank you, sir. God bless you. All right. Well, that was that was great. That I really appreciate that, and uh, and and very humbling. I, uh, you know, as I've gone through the program today, I've, I've kind of felt like, you know, maybe I've like, I'm too angry today. I mean, there's just so, and look, and there's more that I don't have time to get to folks. I mean, we haven't even dealt with, um, the, the issue over there in Israel. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this real quick, uh, as regards the, um, and we, we like have about a minute left. So this will, this will have to be really, really uh, quick, there are 669 mentions in the Bible of Israel, okay, uh, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, 669. And the uh, the Muslims complain that, well, Israel can't have their capital in Jerusalem because the Palestinians also claim that as their capital. Now, how many mentions in the Quran? Zero. Zero. There is no claim, and I would pray to God that Israel not cede one inch of Jerusalem to these people. God bless Israel. God bless the United States. God bless all my listeners out there. And don't forget to check us out tomorrow, um, 9 to 11, and my last week program will replay if you happen to miss it. And... uh, just God bless you. Uh, go to our website, folks, thereallyrealdeal.com. Uh, uh, support this program. Keep us on the air. God bless you. I'll see you next week. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. A 
Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that fight to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup.